from now on, this is your new phase in your new, according to God, the businessman. You are listening to the Faith in Biz Pod. I am your host, Dayla. And in this space, we unpack different ways on how to convert your business idea into a movement channel. If you are looking for a breakthrough in your business, I invite you to stay a while. Grab your tea and your water because it's about to get real. You ready? Let's grow. Happy Monday. Happy, happy Monday. Grace and lots of peace, everybody. Welcome back to another conversation in the Faith and Biz Pod. This is your host, Dela, and I'm so happy that we get to spend another week together. Today is part eight of our conversation within the series entitled God the Businessman. Studying for this series, praying about this series, even coming on here and talking to you guys about this series has blessed my entire life. Like I am getting my life together just by being present and being an intercessor to relay the message about this series. Such a blessing. So you guys know that we have been spending a lot of time in the book of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Every week we come back and we focus on a scripture or certain parts in a scripture and we begin to dissect and pick out what the Lord wants us to chew on from a particular scripture. So last week, we spent a brief moment on Luke 5 and 10 after witnessing a major move of God, Peter along with the witnesses standing by, was astonished. He was shocked. He was surprised of everything that was unfolding before his eyes. And the Lord Jesus Christ said to him, do not be afraid, which beautifully introduces us to today's highlight of our conversation, which is the next wording in this same scripture that says, from now on, you will be catching men. Now, if you didn't get an opportunity to catch last week's episode, I do encourage you to go back and listen to it. And if you're joining us for the first time within this series, I encourage you, if you have not yet, to listen to the first part of this conversation. And as I love to tell you guys, because I truly believe this in my heart for you, because I value your time and your brain space, I'm going to leave the link to part one down in the show notes. So all you have to do is tap and you are directly taken to the first part of the conversation. Saves you time for looking for it, saves you brain space for remembering what the word is and everything else like that. I got you. Now, going back to today's conversation, from now on, you will be catching men. After Peter witnessed this unimaginable miracle, Jesus looked at him and said, from now on, from now on, meaning moving forward from before, intentionally leaving the past behind, no longer looking backwards and trying to walk forward. 
from now on, meaning you're walking into something new. From now on, meaning that you're completely leaving the old behind while you're stepping into your new. Now, if you can remember a few scriptures before, in verse 8, it said, But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. So in this specific text, Peter realizes that the overflow of blessing that he just encountered can only happen through Jesus Christ himself. He knew that there was a supernatural power at work behind the miracle that he just witnessed. This thought, conviction, revelation alone has led him to be in a state of repentance, in a state of humility, in a state of surrender, where he is at Jesus' feet, letting him know, I am unworthy, but still you've made ways out of no ways. This was Peter's first major miracle encounter with Jesus Christ. And His way of responding to this miracle was humility. It was reverence. It was surrender. It was, he wore a badge of repentance on his sleeve. This is a pivotal part in the text because it tells us that Peter's ability to sustain the miracle, to respond appropriately to the miracle, opened the door to his new. Now, what leads me to believe this is that it was only after Peter fell on his knees to show his heart of repentance towards the Lord that the Lord openly declared this over him. And he said, do not be afraid from now on. It was only after his pure response to the miracle, the appropriate response of the miracle, which was filled with repentance and worship unto God, that the Lord had declared, do not be afraid from now on. Peter's ability to respond to the miracle had opened the door to his new. And I can't help but wonder, when was the last time God blessed me and how did I respond to that blessing? When was the last time God blessed you? How was your posture in response to the blessing or the miracle that just had unfolded in your life? Are you still wearing that badge of repentance on your sleeve or did it come off like a bandage as soon as you were hurt again? Peter did well in the eyes of the Lord. With the little bit of faith that he had, he did well. With the little bit of resources that he had, he did well. Peter responded to the miracle. Peter have shown that he was ready to move forward from his old and into his new because of his posture. Peter showed himself approved and ready for the next phase in his walk. Not only was the miracle an experience, an encounter, but it was also an alarm. An alarm that went off and got his attention. Got whose attention? Peter's attention and also those around him. Remember, the witnesses were standing by watching everything unfold from beginning to end. Because this alarm went off and it 
completely convicted Peter to bow down to the foot of Jesus, now Jesus had his attention. Now Jesus had the ability to show him more, talk to him more, because now he has his ears. He can trust him more. He can also lead him more. Because the moment God has our attention, he can show us more. And because he's showing us a lot more, he's talking to us so much more. And because he's talking to us, we're gaining trust with him. He's gaining trust from us. And because he's showing us things, he's talking to us and he can, and we're trusting each other. He can lead us better because at that point, Jesus is confident that if he puts you in a car with Siri and the Holy Spirit, you can discern the difference between Siri and the Holy Spirit. He knows that when he gives you influence to be in different rooms with different influencers of different faiths, he knows that you can discern between holiness and unrighteousness. He knows that you can determine and detect the difference between good and evil. God knows that if he gives us more influence than we have right now, he knows that every step of the way of a new miracle that we encounter, we're going to respond appropriately with praise. We're going to respond with a worship. We're going to respond and bow before him and continue to do that every step of the way. God can lead us and navigate us a lot more when he has our attention, just like Peter. God wants our attention. Deriving from the same scripture, Luke chapter 5, verse 10, the next two words in this scripture reads, you will. I find three different things in this two word right here. I see instruction, I see declaration, and I also see identification. Disinstruction, declaration, and identification is for you. What does the scripture say? It says, you will. Who? You. This is for you. Who, me? Yes, you. It has to be. You see, part of having faith and trusting in God is also understanding that he is on your side and he wants the absolute best for you. It is also understanding that you matter and that you are not a bastard, but you are a son or a daughter of the most high God. Romans 8, 14 through 15 says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adaptation as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Ephesians 1 and 5 says he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. So understand that you are not a bastard, that you are not lost, but you are found in Christ and God, you have been adopted into God's family as his son or his daughter. Part of having faith in God is also knowing that you serve a God that cares for you. 
It's also meditating on the fact that we serve a selfless God, a God who loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. And this we can find in John 3 and 16. Now let's take our focus off of the word you and look at the word will for a second. Not only is God filled with so many promises for us, but he is also a promise keeper. God does not lie. One of my favorite scriptures, God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he would change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and he will not fulfill it? So this means that when God says it, he means it. He means the promises that he has for you. He means it when he's giving you instruction. He means you when he is declaring something over your life. He means it when he identifies you. He does not go back on his word. He is not a man that he should lie. So let's tie it all up together. Luke 5 and 10. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will. I love everything about this scripture because it not only challenges your belief, your thoughts, your morals, but it also serves as a readjustment to any thoughts, beliefs, theology that was out of place and not conducive to the will of God for your life and business. As you go about your business this week, I would like to challenge you to analyze your response to God's blessings in your life. Analyze your response to God's miracles in your life. How are you responding to the things and opportunities that God is doing for you in your life? What is your immediate posture? What are some things that you can change about your posture? What are some things that you can take up in prayer and pray about or even fast about to realign your posture so that when God does bless you with a miracle or a blessing, you would respond appropriately and he will trust you to walk into the next phase in your walk. Now that you have your armor realigned, I think that you are now ready for next week's conversation on the original intent of business according to God. Last week, I know I said that we will talk about it in this episode, but the Lord has showed me something different. Nonetheless, I am led to share with you just a tidbit on what we're going to discuss next week. So here it is. God is in the business of soul winning while the world is in the business of money making. As heirs of Christ, money is a benefit that is already part of the package. Money is not the ultimate package. God, the businessman, teaches us through six different elements on the original intent of business. Here are two. Number one, to impact. Number two, to feed. Number three, Oh, you got to come back next week. And that concludes today's discussion. Now, before you go, being that we are a growing community, I want to hear from you. What resonated most with you from today's conversation? Let's take this conversation onto social media. Tag me on your post, your story, letting me know 
what resonated with you the most. And it doesn't even have to be from today's conversation, right? It could be from this whole entire series. I cannot wait to hear from you. And of course, because I value your time and your brain space, all of our social media links will be linked down below in our show notes. Not much for announcements today. Just make sure that you're following us on all social media platforms to stay updated with what's going on in the podcast. All the links will be in the show notes below. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of today's show. If you have found value in this show, please rate and review us on any platform that you're currently listening from. Listen. I invite you to subscribe and join the family. This way you don't miss a beat on when we're releasing new conversations. And be sure to come back next week for another discussion on how to take your God-given business idea into a movement, child. Until then, this is your host, Dayla. And don't forget... If God brings you to it, he will bring you through.